the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon us to open hearts to receive your graces prepared for us. Help us to prepare our own hearts to receive the coming of our Savior at Christmas. Amen. This year, by the nature of the calendar, Christmas falls on a Sunday, which is super nice because it gives us a solid four weeks of Advent. Some months, years past, it fell on a Monday, which gave us a whole, like, 12 hours of the fourth week of Advent. This year, we have a whole week. So we have four full weeks preparing ourselves for the birth of Jesus, four full weeks preparing ourselves for the coming of, of Jesus at Christmas. Now, the nature of this time of year, December, preparing for Christmas, as, like, as kind of like the Christmas season, if you so well, becomes very secularized, which has its place, has its fine, but it, comes, it becomes a very, very busy time of year for everybody, every walk of life. Whether it's your grocery shopping, and then you're doing all these things, preparing for all these meals and gatherings, you're buying gifts, you have Christmas lists, you have to buy for so-and-so, and this person has to buy for you, all these things, and wish lists, and secret Santas, and all these things that we do. We have Kalecha. Who makes Kalecha? Any takers? All right. Who uses less than six sticks of butter? If you do, don't give me your Kalecha. Who uses 12? Anyone use 12? 12 sticks of butter? 12? 12, yes! It's the best. Butter's amazing. Don't listen to doctors, they're wrong. I'm joking. <laughs> right? All this food, right? we have pacha, mambara, all these the traditional foods that we eat, which take a lot of work and effort. Decorations, even in the church for decorations and lights, Christmas lights, there's just a lot going on. There's gathering after gathering after gathering. You have ugly sweater parties and board parties, all these things that, that happen. And if you're in school, like me, you have exams, you have finals, you have a final this week. So it's like all these things going on, as well as you're trying to finish up your studies. It's just a kind of a busy, busy, busy time of year. Which happens, and there's a lot of room for enjoying the fun of it. But one of the negatives that can come from it is that, you know, the season really should be a season of preparing ourselves for Christmas, four weeks of Advent, preparing ourselves for Christmas. What ends up happening is it's one big month of Christmas. So not really preparing ourselves for Christmas, we're celebrating Christmas, throughout the entire season of Advent. And that's not the spirituality of the church. In ancient times, even still currently should be, the whole purpose of four Sundays of Advent, that Subhada, of preparing, of the anticipating what Subhada means, should be almost like Lent, where Lent is seven weeks of preparing ourselves for the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We should have four weeks preparing our hearts in prayer and in fasting, preparing ourselves for the coming of the birth of Jesus. But do we really prepare ourselves? And you can even see it in the gospel series. You know, we have the first Sunday of, of, of Advent is the, on these, on this, is the angel to Zechariah, and Elizabeth bears a son, or she gets pregnant. And then the Annunciation to Mary, and then today is the birth of John the Baptist. Next Sunday is the, the angel talking to St. Joseph. So the idea can be, the theory can be, that it's just, okay, well, it's just a sequence of events that happens from A, then B, and C. That's really not the purpose of it, right? The spirituality of it is much deeper, especially even today. We think about Zechariah prophesizing of who John the Baptist, the birth of John the Baptist, who John the Baptist is going to be. He's going to be the prophet of the Most High. He's going to go before the world to prepare his people for salvation by the knowledge of their sins and yet God's mercy. But as we prepare ourselves for Christmas, we're preparing ourselves for the birth of a Savior. And what oftentimes gets forgotten, and we talk about salvation and having a Savior, is what we're being saved from and whom we're being saved from. It's from the evil one from sin, from death. 
Now, how this happens, it's, it's interesting. You know, I was really praying with the readings and how they all kind of come together. Is that in the first reading when Sarah and Abraham are to bear a son, Abraham is to be the father of faith, the father of, of, the, of, of the, the oneness of God. He's going to be the father of faith. Even for us today, still to this day in the, in the, in the liturgy, we say we lift up our thoughts to you, God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel. We still to this day call Abraham our father. And yet he was childless. And yet his wife was menopausal. I'm like, well, you're still going to bear a son. And what does Sarah do when she hears from the angels, from these visitors, that she's going to bear a son? She laughs. She laughs in their face, and she laughs at the very idea of how ridiculous it is. But in reality, the power of God is beyond us. I was praying with that because if we're talking about the Savior of humanity, is what? Is, Is Jesus in a baby? It's almost laughable. Think about a manger scene. Think of how, let's all look at the major scene. So it's over here, to my right, to your left. The major scene is, is objectively, and I want you to laugh about it every time you see a major scene. Like, were there really cows and donkeys at the time of Jesus? Were they there? Were they, like, hanging out with Jesus? Were there cows there? It's a thing we kind of superimpose. Then we have, like, magi, and the magi have to be, like, racially appropriate. Like, one white magi, a black magi, an, like, an awkward Latino, Persian. We don't quite know to make sure everyone's appropriate and represented in the magi. All right. And then you have... A baby. A baby. How is a baby, and it's not there yet because it's not Christmas yet, how is a baby our Savior? Yet he is. That, that's the beauty of all of it. That as we're preparing ourselves to celebrate is that God wanted to be part of humanity so much, he didn't just snap his fingers and save humanity, he wanted to incarnate himself, experience all of humanity, including infancy. And infants can't do anything without the help of others. That that's what Christ wanted to embody in himself. And we pray with the birth of our Savior, saving us from hell, from sin, from death, these things that actually exist. Pope Pius XII, who was preaching after, right after World War II in 1946, he said, the greatest sin of the modern time is the loss of a sense of sin. This is a Pope who was preaching to his people Right after World War II, right after the, one of the greatest atrocities in human history in World War II and all that, that happened in there. And then he's saying, then we've lost the sense of sin. Here we are 80 years later. Have we gotten better? Probably not. So what happens? We think to ourselves, why do I have to confess my sins? Why do I have to go to God's mercy? I don't need a savior. I am my own savior. I don't need God to be a savior. When in reality, these four weeks of Advent should really like mimic Lent or in our prayer and our fasting and our repentance from our sins so as to receive Jesus. So that we go to confession this time of year, we repent of our lusts, we repent of our pride, we repent of our anger, we repent of, of our greed, all these sins that just embody into our hearts and self-righteousness and all these things that Christ has come to relieve us from. So that when we're relieved from our sins and we can live with what? What is St. Paul preaching? Why does any of this matter? Why does the birth of Jesus matter? It's for the love of God. My friend texted me the other day, so what do you want for Christmas? And I responded, I said, I want all of humanity to know and, and receive the love and peace of Jesus Christ. She's like, okay, Miss America. So besides that, what else do you want? I was like, that's, all, that's, that's actually all I want. I, know, I don't want things for Christmas. And what does St. Paul want? What is St. Paul preaching about the importance of in, the, in Ephesians today? He says, may you have the power to comprehend all that the saints and what is the breadth, the length, 
the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses all knowledge. That's what it is. This is what we're doing. So how do we enter into the season of Advent, the season of Subhada, and then, then after the birth of Jesus, the season of Christmas? And now, my brothers and sisters, listen. Make your kalecha, have your ugly sweater parties and your board parties and your, Christmas, and your, your office Christmas parties. Do all of those things. Go shopping, eat pacha, do all these great things, right? Do all these fun things in the Christmas season. But also, as followers of Christ, as disciples of Jesus, pause. Read the Gospel of Luke. Read the Gospel. Know the birth of Jesus, the stories of the birth of Jesus. Pray the joyful mysteries. Have the Blessed Virgin Mary walk you into the mysteries of the Annunciation and the Visitation, the birth of Jesus. Go to confession this time of year. Prepare your hearts so that we can be acknowledging of our sins. Therefore, we can be grateful for having a Savior who saved us from our sins, who saved us from eternal damnation. And then when Christmas comes, as you pass manger scenes, and hopefully you laugh at my kind of pushmore about manger scenes, thank God that he was wanting so much for our salvation that he chose to become like us as a baby for our salvation, for our peace. Amen.